buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 37. Today we're going to chat with John Napolitano, make a prank call about chickens, and talk about our Polymer 80 project. Today's panel is Sean Heron, Lacey Lane, and I'm Ava Flannell. How's it going, everyone? I honestly thought you were going to mispronounce your own name at the end there. I, yeah, I know. I practiced so much on John's last name that I... Uh... I was waiting for her to just say Ava Flav. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for her to be like, and I'm Lacey Lane. <laughs> Anything's possible at this point. John, how's it going today? Doing well. You know, on the intro, I hear you guys saying that you're doing something with Poly80. Um, they're, uh, they're one of my big sponsors, and uh, they've been very supportive through this whole thing. They make a phenomenal pistol. I think I'm the only one running it in competitions right now, but that thing runs its ass off. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, we, we like those guys. We had them on a previous episode, and we just built uh, our first Polymer 80 not too long ago. Pretty awesome, and now we're kind of addicted. Yeah. Have you shot it it's, yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it actually shoots. I had Sean shoot it first because just in case it was going to blow up in my hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, my face, my hand's too pretty. Sean, on the other hand. I've always mm-hmm. wanted a hook for a hand, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're thinking about doing a torture test because I've melted a Glock before. Uh, so we're going to see what melts first. Huh. All right. That would be it. interesting. Yeah, cool. seriously. Uh, let's real quick talk about our first sponsor, which is Manticore Arms. Ava, I wanted to talk about the Tavor X95 today. All right, so talk about it. All right, great. So uh, on manticorearms.com, they actually say that it was created in Israel, imported to the United States, and perfected by Manticore Arms, and I kind of agree. So the products that they have for it are their Linear Compensator Aluma, uh, Luma Safety, which is obviously a little bit smaller, so it's more comfortable and easy to catch. Uh, they've got their Reverb Muzzle Brake, which I actually like a lot, the Tavor Gasketed Port Cover, which is a very, very nice thing to have. Uh, if you have a Tavor, uh, you'll know what this is. And then they've got a couple different rails. They've got the touch top rail, the overwatch top rail, the cantilever forein, and the curved butt pad, which kind of made them famous in the Tavor circles. All those products just for the Tavor X95. They've also got all kinds of other stuff for ARs, AKs, all kinds of, other, and, and just a really lot of everything. other guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Transformer rails, I absolutely love. I, th- I definitely think you should check those out. And Ava, if people are interested in buying them, where do they go? So they could go to manicorearms.com and you can get 15% off if you use the code GUNFUNNY15, which 15% off is is uh, pretty generous. Yeah. Considering their prices too. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Their prices are pretty great. Yep. Everything made in the US, uh, already well, well, well priced and a discount even on top of that. I don't see how you can lose. Guys, let's get into it. So dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. So thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, no worries. I see you on, on Instagram here and there. We actually, we both get the uh, Never Enough Tactical Box. Yep. And yeah, you're box. you're usually always the first one to post before I am. So I watch your video and then I try to, you know, kind of 
Copy. Yeah, exactly. Copy. Yeah. <laughs> late this month because they uh, they had some shipping issue with my box. I just got it uh, yesterday. Oh, I was wondering why you didn't post it. You got to beat him to the punch. Mm-hmm. Well, I already posted oh. mine. Uh, it, Done deal. Oh, did you? I'm going to have to see yours first, then I'll copy yours. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what's a machete? <laughs> Uh, so we asked you to come on because of a recent legal incident that you ran into. Can you tell Correct. us about that? Yeah, so I'm in the middle of a divorce and uh, my soon-to-be ex-wife wouldn't leave the house. So in the time, she did, she's not here now, but in, in the time that it took for her to leave, she decided she was going to call the police a couple times a week because I changed the Wi-Fi password or I took the knobs off the stove so my son wouldn't burn the house down or uh, just she couldn't do laundry one day and decided you know she should call the police. So after the third one where she called the police because she couldn't do laundry and they came in and, and I, I swear to you, I even have the transcripts because I recorded the whole thing on audio. Um, the police just scream at her every time, like, why are you calling 911? This is bullshit. And um, she gets an earful, but um, the police leave the last time. And then I get a phone call from pistol licensing and they say, uh, Hey man, we came to your house, you know, three times in a month. So, uh, we're going to have to yank your pistols. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't have any pistols in my house. I haven't had them here for months. I dropped them off at a gun store. Cause I kind of thought this was going to be an issue. Um, because in, in New York, if, if someone that lives in your home says, I'm not comfortable with you having a gun in the home, you have to, uh, you have to get rid of it. So my guns were already at a gun store and the police officer said to me, just come down then and turn your license in. So I said, you know, I only use my guns to compete on the weekends. It, it really shouldn't be an issue. And he's like, yeah, it's an issue for us. So I said, okay, when will I get it back? He said, as soon as your wife leaves. <clears throat> I went down, I handed in my pistol permit. I called my divorce attorney. I said, get her out of the house as soon as possible. He called me back. He said, we can get a court order, but you have to pay her 10,000 to leave. I said, okay, I'll pay the 10 grand, get her out. So I pay the 10 grand, she leaves. I go back down to the pistol uh, department and I say, here's the paperwork. I got a court order, she left yesterday. The guy's like, okay, well, if we don't get any phone calls from, uh, you know, we don't have to come to your house in the next 12 months, um, we'll start an investigation and that, that investigation should last about 12 months. So about 24 months before you get your pistols back. Wow. wow. <laughs> so when is my court date? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I'm entitled to due process, right? He's like, why, why would you be entitled to due process? I'm like, well, the first time that the police came, there were three of them at my house. If I took out a gun and shot my wife in the head in front of three police officers, I'd still get due process. It's just the way this country works. There has to be a third impartial person called a judge that makes a decision. Maybe I'm a shitbag and I don't deserve a gun. Maybe I deserved my guns yesterday. But either way, that's not for you to decide. That's a judge. And he's like, nope, that's not the way we do it. So, um, and here's how they get around it, right? If you look up due process, it says fair treatment through the normal judicial uh, uh, justice system, especially as a citizen's entitlement. Well, in New York, having a gun is a privilege, not a right. So I'm not entitled to have a gun. Um, so I, rather than having a pissing contest with the police, I left called an attorney, um, went down, paid, you know, his, uh, retainer fee. And he called up the police and said, Hey, you know, we want, uh, we want due process. And they said no. And he said, okay, well, we're going to sue you in order to get it. So now we're in the middle of a lawsuit. Um, 
And, and then the police called me up, believe it or not, like a week after this. And they were like, Hey, by the way, we see on your Instagram that you're shooting guns out of state. And, uh, you know, that that's, you're not allowed to, I'm like, okay, my lawyer will call you right back. I hung up, my lawyer called up and he's like, Hey, you have no jurisdiction outside of New York and he's licensed to shoot in other States. And that's what he's going to do. So, um, the police are like, well, we don't condone it. My lawyer's like, yeah, we don't give a shit. We're not looking for your yeah. permission. We're doing what we're allowed to do. So, um, you know, it, it just keeps getting worse. And I, and basically what I told the police, which I'm sure didn't help is <clears throat> once I win this lawsuit and I absolutely will win and I will change the policies behind me. Um, the next policy that I will change is that, and, and it's going to be one thing at a time, right? But <clears throat> when I win this, I'm going to take them to court because they say that I have a concealed carry, but the county that I live in limits it to to and from the range. So I can only carry my gun to and from the range. And that's always how it's been, except that the county can't really supersede state and federal law. So no one's ever challenged it but I'm definitely going to challenge it. Um, I, I just feel like now they, they awoken this a sleeping monster because any loopholes or any bullshit policies that they have, I'm going to go after all of them. Man, there's a ton of stuff to unpack here. Uh, yeah. So that where you can, where your County does that, that's the law of preemption. So obviously that, that exists in a lot of other States and they've been challenged as well. Has, have any preemption cases come in New York before this? So the only preemption case that came before this was uh, a few years back, they decided you can't have any gun um, that's colored. It has to be black or silver. You can't paint your gun any other color. So um, there was a guy named Alan that uh, lives near, you know, not too far from me. And he decided he was going to spend the 30 grand and challenge it. And he did. And he said, you know, state and, and federal law uh, supersede county policy. So they had to change it. Um, then when he went all the way, he actually won the lawsuit where they owed him all the money that he paid for lawyer fees. And they called him up and said, um, we'll change the policy, but we're not going to pay you the 30 grand. The only way, if you really want the 30 grand, we're going to appeal it to Supreme Court. And then it's going to cost you like 200 grand and you're rolling the dice because we might win. So he decided that um, spending the money and changing the policy here in, in, in the county was worth it. And he left it alone. Wow. All right. So I want to go back just a little bit to the beginning. So obviously you've got the the, the divorce going on and there's definitely things there. <clears throat> I, I did watch a, another interview that you did and you kind of talked about that you changed like a Wi-Fi password. She called the police. You recorded the whole thing. Yeah. You never raised your voice. There was no violence of any sort. And she admitted whatsoever. that I never raised my voice or threatened her or anything. So every time the police come, that's the first three questions they ask. Uh, did, did he threaten you, hit you, or you know did he yell at you? And she said no on all of them. So it's kind of odd that I understand that their policy is if someone comes to the house three times, but you might want to read those police reports. Is this guy losing his mind or is he just, you know, hanging in there while this nut job keeps calling the cops? Yeah. Did and anybody ever tell you not to stick your dick in crazy? <laughs> <laughs> That's no fun. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I said, I like adventure. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so definitely the craziest. <laughs> all right, so we've got that. There's obviously no domestic violence of any sort going on. Well documented audio of her admitting this fact and everything. So then, pistol licensing. Let's talk a little bit about pistol licensing in New York. Uh, you, you've already mentioned that it is considered a privilege and not a right, even though obviously the Supreme Court disagrees. Um, 
you go get your pistol license. I assume you have to go through a lot of uh, rigmarole and, uh, you know, just. Yeah, you, you, you need uh, three people that are that live in the same county as you. They're not relatives and not police officers to write a letter, have it notarized and send it in. Then the police call those three people and give them a really quick interview like, hey, should we give this guy a gun? Uh, OK, so, I mean, it's, it's like three question interview. Um, but it, but it's just a, a wait process. So it takes about a year. You go down, you get fingerprinted, and then, um, <clears throat> you know, they, they hand you a gun license. But there's no class like Florida and Utah require a class, which I kind of think you should have some kind of training. Because mm-hmm. when I got my, my gun license, I immediately went to buy a handgun. And this is only about five or six years ago. And I, I, w- I went into the store and I, I bought a gun. And, I, the, and the gun, the they had a gun range attached to it. So I went in the gun range. I was there for like two minutes. I came out. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know where the bullets go. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, like I, I knew where they went, but I didn't know how to load it. And I put the, the rounds in the magazine backward. And then the guy had to like struggle to get everything out. <laughs> and I was like, man, there's just like no instruction. They just hand you a gun. Like, here you go. Wow. Yeah. So, Although like the Utah and Florida class, I took after I was already an experienced shooter and it was kind of a pain in the ass because it was just boring. Yeah. But in the beginning, I, I, I would have liked that class. Yeah. So basically in New York, because I, I lived in New York City for eight years and most, well, actually all of my family uh, on my mom and dad's side, they're all from Long Island. Um, That's right. So basically, I know that my aunt, when she got her gun, it's you know you have to wait like a year and I guess that was the the licensing um, yep. and then so you have to you have to get that first before you could even pick out a gun. Correct, and every gun that you have goes on your license like it's it's physically printed on the license with the serial number. Oh wow! So it comes as like a credit card, and then on the back of the credit card it has all the guns. Um, so mine is uh, four credit cards long, front and back. Wow. <laughs> That's I was thinking about that. Yeah, because you you have a lot of guns. I do. Yeah, (laughs) is there a cap as to how many you can own in New York? No, you know, there's no cap, but it's so strange. Like one time I went down to the police station, I was adding on four guns, and the guy's like, "Why do you need four more guns?" I was like, "Because I fucking can." Right. Yeah. You know, like it's none of your business, and uh, and you know they always give you an attitude that you're putting more guns on. And, and it just, I guess, depends on who you get. And, and there's some guys in there that are like, holy crap, these are really cool guns. Uh, the way it used to work is that you had to go down to the police station and buy a form that's like 10 bucks per gun. So I'm, if I was going to buy four guns, I would go buy four forms, take those forms to the gun store. The gun store fills them out. I bring them back to the police station. The police station stamps them. I bring them back to the gun store. The gun store takes you know copies of it or whatever, and then they release the guns to me, and then I have to go back to the police station again so that they can physically see the serial numbers on them. Wow. Jeez. So wow. The way it works now is you just go down to the um, gun store, buy the gun. They don't give it to you, but you have to go then to the police station. They fill out all the paperwork, put it on your license, and then you go back to the gun store, and then you take possession of the gun. It's still a pain in the ass, but not nearly as bad. I'm starting to think it might be easier to get a gun in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not easy. I mean, they just don't They just don't want people to have guns. Right. Um. All right, so you, you mentioned that you took all your guns to a gun store because I think you saw the storm coming and thought that, you know, get him out of there. Well, well, you know what I thought? I thought that she was going to say one day when the police came, well, he yeah. threatened me with a gun. 
And then I could just turn around and say, well, I don't have any guns in the house. So the last time that she called the police, she did tell them, she's like, I'm in fear for my life because he has guns in the house. And the cop is like, well, you're definitely not in fear for your life. Right. And, <laughs> and I kind of laughed and he's like, do you have guns in the house? I'm like, no, sir. So she said, well, he competes every weekend. So he looks at me. I'm like, yeah, I compete every weekend. He's like, where are all your guns? And I had a receipt. And I was like, I dropped them off like over a month ago at a gun store. And I pick them up when I compete and I drop them off when, when I'm done. He's like, yeah, that's that's a pretty smart deal. And then and then my wife goes, well, he has a gun that he built himself, Poly 80, mm -hmm. that's unregistered. So I, I was like, actually, I have two of them and they're right here on my license. I serialize them and, and register them, even though this, the, the federal law says I don't have to. New York state law says I do. So I, I, I'm not going to compete with an illegal gun. That's fucking nuts. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a competitive shooter. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, I'm not going to break the law. So the cop looks at it and he was like, that's pretty cool. He's like, what's the website? How do I get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> the cops, the cops that came to my house were so cool. Damn. Um, you know, and, and, uh, that was it. And then, and then they, they basically told me, I kept asking them like, did I break the law? They're like, no, I'm like, are they going to take my guns? They're like, no. And then of course I get the phone call and they took the guns. Wow. So, and that brings me around. So your, your guns are at the gun store, pistol licensing calls. And they say that they're going to take your pistol license away until this is rectified or whatever. Did they actually confiscate your firearms at some point? No. So the guns are, tra so what you do is you tra I transfer the ownership into the gun stores, FFL. Okay. So they now have ownership of all my guns. Now I can't pick those guns up, but what I do is like, if I'm, I travel all the time to New Jersey with, with a buddy of mine and, um, I transferred two, two guns into his name that I'll shoot when I'm in Jersey with him. So he'll bring them, hand me the guns and then I shoot. And then I go to Connecticut with another guy and, and Pennsylvania with another guy and, and all the different States that I go to, um, will have, I'll have competitors there that I shoot with that'll have some of my guns. And then on top of that, I'm now an employee of polymer 80. So uh, as an employee, they can ship guns to FFLs and then I can show my Florida or Utah license and pick up those firearms. Interesting. It's yeah. pretty smart. It's smart, but it's a lot of work. It is. It's it's like, a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good for you, man. That's uh, I would just be like, yeah. yeah, no kidding. I would be like, all right, well, that and that. <laughs> Time <laughs> to take up painting as a hobby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How much research did you put into all of that? Just out of curiosity. Um, you know, I have friends that have FFLs, so um, they kind of told me how to do it. And then and then Polly 80 came up with the idea of making me an employee and then just shipping the guns around the country for me. Good for them. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Do you feel like an American citizen in New York most of the time? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. I mean, our, our rights here are completely different. When someone tells you having a gun is a privilege, I mean, give me a break. Mm -hmm. oh, which just flies in the face of everything I know. I'm like, uh, uh, Supreme Court says it's not a privilege. It's a right. I don't, I don't understand how New York gets away with it. How about asking a cop like, Hey, did I break the law? No. Well, why are you taking my shit? Yeah. Yeah. Because we can. <laughs> okay. See you in court. And were you born and raised in New York? Unfortunately. Yes. So have you ever thought about moving to another state? Well, now I have, uh, my son is 18 months old, so not, not going to move anytime soon. Because of your soon to be ex-wife. Well, she's not going to move, so I can't move away from him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally understand. I mean, it takes so much to uproot a life, but especially if you're in a situation like that, it's like you have to decide, am I going to be a part of my kid's life or not? Yeah, no, I'm going to stay and fight. And uh, listen, if I if I lose and I can't shoot guns anymore, it'll totally suck, but I'm still not going to leave my son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that I'm going to fight and win. So what support have you received since this has all happened? 
So the the first um, the the first podcast that I did was uh, with Carrie Trainer, and um, and I, and I posted it obviously on my Instagram, and that was all like within a couple of days, and I immediately got like I think five or six thousand on uh, on GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it kind of slowed down, but I really slowed down in, in promoting it. And <clears throat> right now we're, we're waiting for the police to answer some of their requests and they have like 60 days. So once I get some answers back and I can update people, I'll do, um, some more posts and maybe some, some more podcasts and, and have a little bit more information and, um, hopefully we can push this forward. I, I think what the police are going to do, because this is what my lawyer informed me, at some point they're going to give up and just be like, okay, well, you could have your guns back. And I'm going to be like, that's great. I'm still fucking suing you. Yeah. Um, because yeah. the whole idea is uh, this just can't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what they always do is when their lawsuit is brought against them and their back is against the wall, they give the guns back. Well, that's fine, but it just keeps happening to everyone. So maybe I'm the last guy it happens to. That yeah. would be nice. Yeah. That's you know, uh, so, somebody's got to stay in the fight. And because I have a little bit of Instagram theme, maybe I can raise some money and, and I can put some money in on my own and, and, and figure this out and, uh, and stop it from happening. Are you aware of similar situations with other people there in New York? Yep. So there's a guy right before me, his case is coming up in June and that's going to really set precedence for me. His name is uh Cusimano. It's the Cusimano case. So his, his deal is they took like two pistols from him. Wasn't really an avid shooter. Wasn't making money shooting guns. So he, he doesn't really have a good lawsuit. Um, his reason for suing is because he went down there like me asked for due process. They told him no. And um, he had a couple words with, with uh, uh, cops in, in pistol licensing and one of the cops was like hey you don't like it fucking sue us and the guy was like yeah i am and and he sued he immediately he got his guns back in like two months um so so he has his property back because they physically took his guns um but he's still he's still furthering the lawsuit so they're they're doing tri- uh, uh, jury selection i think in june wow. wow so i i from what i understand the way it works is Someone has gone before us and won, and and the the court the court set in order of like how things are going to be done, and and I could be explaining this wrong, and then Nassau County didn't do it, and this is the second go around with with Cusimano. so when he wins and the court orders it again, and then I'll be the third guy, and they're still not listening, um, that's when like police can be put in handcuffs. Like th- this is kind of a big deal. Like you have to do what the courts tell you to do. Mm-hmm. The, the county doesn't just decide on their own. Yeah, I mean, not only does it does it seem like uh, the the government there feels like they are above the law and above everything else, but that yeah. that attitude just per- perpetuates down to all the police and other agencies. And it, God, man, it honestly, it, if if we like doctored your voice and took all mentions of New York out, like it would sound like you're calling in from a communist country or something like that. It doesn't doesn't even seem like it's the United States. It's a communist state. <sighs> I always tell people I live in the Republic of New York. Wow. I mean, we, we make our own rules, right? It's kind of like California, their sanctuary state now. Like, how do you fucking decide that you're going to disobey the government? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I don't know. It just seems way too easy to do whatever it is you want to do. And someone's got to kind of fight for it. And then and then I also want to bring up, you know, there were a lot of people in the beginning on Instagram that were like, well, if that happened to me, they'd have to pry the guns from my cold, dead hands. Okay. Well, guess what, asshole? They would. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then, you know, what would happen? Like, so, so this was, I went live on, on Instagram after the first day, cause people were driving me nuts with that. And I'm like, so let's just set up this scenario. The cops come to my house. We want your guns. I say, no, they come, they're now going to tactically enter. I stick my AR-15 out the door. I double tap three, four, maybe five cops before they take me down. You think the next day in the news, they're like, John Knapp, hero, patriot, <laughs> patriot. This guy should have never had a gun in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. I would have furthered the left's agenda. Like yeah. nothing good for me, my family, or, or the 2A community would, would would benefit from some psycho. And And you know what? The cops that come to take your guns, they didn't make the policy. That's not their job. They're just enforcing it. Mm-hmm. So, so the people that you're shooting at, you know, if you d- took that route, th- they're not even the people that are responsible for this. So you'd never change anything doing it that way. Yeah, uh, the, I've been. It's funny you mentioned that. And not to editorialize too much, but I've been talking a lot about this cold dead hands propaganda nonsense and how ridiculous it is. I was like, what's the difference between a patriot and a murderer? Uh, you know, in that case, and at, exactly at that like point, you just said. So you know, it's a different story if you heard on the news like, hey. Cops are going to start going door to door and take everyone's guns. Right. I'd be the first one to be like, okay, guys, let's start a militia. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go first. I have no problem with, with shooting police then, right? Because that now you're at a point where, like, they're, they're they're going to come to your house and take everyone's guns. Like now we're at a revolution time if that if that's the case, but that's not the case. We're nowhere near no. that. No. The police have some bad policies that need to be changed. They're not saying we're taking everyone's guns. They're just taking my guns or, or certain people rights are getting, you know, uh, infringed. So people really need to think like you can't just go on on social media and, and talk about killing police like mm-hmm. it's just fucking nuts. It is, man. I, I totally agree. I'm just like, are, are you insane? Like, what do you do for a living? Like, mom, meatloaf. <laughs> I think that's also a lot of talk. I think people just talk shit. Um, I, I, I totally enjoy shooting at paper targets. I, I don't know that I even have it in me to shoot a police officer. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. yeah, you know, everybody's different, but if you have, if that's your mentality, you probably shouldn't own a gun. Exactly. Right. I think the exact same thing. So, um, you know, I almost felt like saying to some of these people, like, you're not on my side, please, please unfollow me. You're a lunatic. <laughs> Go away. I agree. We got a lot of that and uh, it's tough. I feel like I've, a lot of times we're fighting battles on two fronts. We're fighting the people who want to take our guns and we're fighting the people that, that are the exact opposite extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't be extreme on either end. I mean, people need to just calm down and think like, how do I win the war? You know, and, and, and having a stupid battle with the police, even like when they call me up and tell me I can't shoot out of state, when I go on, on the uh, on the phone and be like, hey, fuck you. No, I can. You're on it. Like that. That's not furthering my cause. Mm-hmm. Go, OK, my lawyer will call you. And I hang out like I pay him to argue. That's his job. My job is not to argue. I don't want to piss them off already more than they already are. Let, let my lawyer handle it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, I, and, and I hope people don't really feel like that. I hope they're just, you know, keyboard warriors. Um, Cause that, that's a little unnerving if people don't really feel like they're going to start shooting at police. Yeah. And I, I think most of them are just keyboard warriors. I mean, obviously we've got the occasional, but a lot of times I think they just talk online and you know, the second someone shows up to their door, they're like, yes, sir. No, sir. Okay, sir. Whatever you say, sir. People have threatened me online, which is so funny. And, and I had one guy in particular, he's like, I'm a, 
competition shooter. I see you all the time. I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, what do you think is going to happen when you see me standing in front of you? You're going to stick out your hand and go, hey, I was only kidding. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, okay. I was like, I'll be at this area match at this date. I'm like, I, I pray that you are this same person when you meet me in person. <laughs> and of course, he stuck out his hand. He's like, hey, I'm so-and-so. He's like, you know, no hard feelings. I'm like, yeah, put your fucking hand away. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I just yeah. knew it. Like everybody's tough online, but now there's a 230 pound man standing in front of you. You're not so fucking tough. Right. right? It's, it's ridiculous. Really easy. It's really easy to type, but it's much different when someone, no matter what their size is, no one really wants to fight. No one does. Yeah. It, there's no one that's going to win. There's one person's going to go to the hospital. The other one's going to go to jail. Yeah. John. So I have to ask, you know, looking back, do you regret changing the Wi-Fi password? Nope. <laughs> I, I actually, the police uh, tried to talk me into giving her the Wi-Fi password. And I'm like, dude, not even if you waterboard me. And what will was never get that password. What was so the not, re reasoning for you changing it? So um, one was to make it uncomfortable. But but more than that is my, my lawyer was like, I, I think she's tapping into your emails. He's like, you know, do you guys share Wi-Fi? I said, yes. He's like, just change the password. And, uh, and that's what I did. And, and I told the police and the police were like, well, how could she do that? I'm like, I don't know, man, but why does Wi-Fi have a password? There's gotta be something I'm trying to protect. Otherwise it would just be open. He's like, oh yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. You know, and, and, uh, and that's kind of where it went from there. And, and I think that, um, if it wasn't the Wi-Fi, it would have been something else. I mean, it was just, you know, I, I don't know if you guys follow New York news, but, um, there was a weekend where, uh, a, a little kid. I think a little bit older than my kid turned on the stove in the Bronx and burned down an apartment building. 12 people died that same weekend. My son started figuring out, Hey, these, there's knobs on the stove that I can turn. So I took the knobs off the stove, put them in my office and literally came out of my office. And my wife was on the phone with the police that I was denying her access to the stove. So I'm like, you know, that an intelligent adult can still turn the stove on without the knobs. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then the police came, and the, literally the guy walked through the door and he's like, hey, do you watch the news? I'm like, I do. I'm like, she doesn't. So he explains to her about what happened. And he looks at me, he's like, don't give her those knobs back. I'm like, yeah, man, why would I? So he's like, you know, they make these plastic uh, safety covers. So I show him on my phone that I had already pulled those up. And he's like, yeah, why don't you just get those? I'm like, I did, but 911 delivers faster than Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> guys are here in like three minutes. Dang. So, John, New York's a long way from where I live, and what, I think a that? Uh, New York is a long way from where I live. No, in where? where do you oh, live? Colorado. Okay, yeah. So, I think a lot of people feel that way, and they're like, well, you know, New York sucks. We get that. Why does it matter, and why should people support the GoFundMe, and why should people care about what's happening to you? So, you know, the GoFundMe and, and suing the county, um, I'm not going to get my guns back any sooner. Uh, they kind of know that I'm, I'm, I'm in this for the fight. Uh, obviously, I say it on air, so, so they know. Um, so it'll probably be two years before I get my guns back if I don't win the, the court battle first. Uh, but I think what's going to happen is uh, I'm going to change it for people behind me. So people in New York who are gun owners should definitely stand behind me and, and say, hey, you know what? This could happen to me at any minute. Um, and, and we need to fix this right away. Um, and then people in other parts of the country have to realize, e even in Colorado, like 
it, this shit spreads mm-hmm. just because it's only happening in New York doesn't mean this is this is the end of the line. Uh, it's New York, California, New Jersey just got uh, a, a bunch of gun regulations. I think they're down to 10 rounds. It, it's going to start happening everywhere. So, you know, instead of letting it spread until it happens to me at some point, you know, we all have to stand up and fight back. And and, uh, you know, uh, Mickey from Carry Trainer, I, I bring it up because he made an excellent point. He said, you know, there's a lot of people that are are against um, or not against, but they don't really care about pot being legalized in whatever state. Right. And I don't smoke pot, so I don't give a shit. But the reality is, who is the government to tell me I can't grow a plant in my backyard, light it on fire and breathe it in? You know, who, who, uh, our our mayor, Bloomberg, you know, our prior mayor, decided one day that he was going to take the, all the salt off the table and put a tax on sugary drinks. Now, mm-hmm. I don't drink sugary drinks, but I'll fight that tooth and nail. I, I, I make enough money to buy a large Coca-Cola. You tell me I can't fucking buy it? Who are you? You're not my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and at some point, even though the, those issues don't really matter to everyone because they don't matter to me, but they, they matter to me because rights are infringed. And that's what people have to realize. It, with this, it's not even a gun battle this to me has nothing to do with guns it has to do with due process and people who heard the 60 second um the 60 second of me talking about it on instagram are like well there's got to be more to the story yeah man maybe i smacked the shit out of my wife maybe I, I don't deserve a gun that that could definitely be the case but i still deserve due process yeah. there's yeah. got to be a judge that says this guy can or cannot have his guns back and, and I think that's the point that I, that I want to drive home is that there's got to be some kind of due process. And and I know that we live in such a nanny state and it's going to be a nanny world if we don't fight it one state at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Very, very well said. And like you said earlier, it's not like they're going door to door. It's not like they're confiscating people's guns and stuff. But guess what? That That could be the future. And the way that we get there is this constant just chipping away at uh, at the rights that we have. And, yeah. and, you know, that is the way that we get to that, that point. And we can't let that happen. You said it very, very eloquently. I love it. What is your GoFundMe link? Uh, it's on my uh, bio page for okay. uh, at John Napolitano.com uh, or at John Napolitano. And spell your last um, so it's name on my, my Instagram. Spell your last name just in case people are looking for you and they can't find you. Sure. It's uh, J-O-H-N-N-A-P-O-L-I-T-A-N-O. But probably if you just type in John Nap, it'll come up. It does. Yeah. I searched for it this morning. So I agree, man. Sorry that you're having to go through this, but we do appreciate you staying in the fight because it's important. And, uh, you know, if people have a spare dollar, $5, $10, $5,000, whatever, go throw it at that. And yeah, it's going to go to an attorney, which kind of sucks, but. <laughs> no, and that's the only way to fight it. Yep. It's got yeah. to go to an attorney and um, we, we need it. Like I said, if there's, if there's money left over, I, I'll either give it back or I'm, I'm going to push for a new fight and try and do something on the front of this uh, concealed carry that we can only go to and from the range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it, man. Good stuff. And uh, sorry, sorry again that you're going through it, but thanks again for staying in the fight. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Can you stay with us for the rest of the show? Or are you absolutely? Okay, cool. All right, so next, we're going to talk about our friends over at Matador Arms. Yes, we are. All right, so we had talked earlier a little bit about what to talk about, and it just so happens that I talked to some Canadians on one of my other shows, and they had the Sabretooth chassis for an SKS and talked about how much they loved it and how much they loved Matador Arms. So I thought that it would be kind of cool that we need to go out and get an SKS, Ava. I know, you were just saying that. Yeah, uh, I definitely think so. So the Sabretooth is... uh, Again, it's a chassis. It takes that SKS and uh, turns it, you know, from the old wood 
war model to, uh, you know, something a little bit more modern magazine fed. You can load rounds in from the top with stripper clips and uh, the cost is actually pretty decent as well. You can go to matadorarms.com and look that up, figure out exactly what you need. But yeah, I, I do love the Sabretooth chassis. They got a lot of products for SKSs and while SKSs have gone up in cost over the last couple years, you can still get them for generally reasonable prices, especially if you find a good deal. So if you're in the United States, of America minus not New York minus New York obviously <laughs> if you're not in the Republic of New York <laughs> check out an SKS and if you if you don't like the older you know war model type looking wood stock and all that stuff just know that they have really good options and the Sabretooth is a really good uh, product so we have a discount code for that what is that that is gun funny 10 <clears throat> excuse me T gun funny 10 and that gets you 10% off Absolutely. So go check that out. Check out Matador Arms and thank you very much to them for their support. And also thank you for sponsoring our prank calls. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess brings us to this. It's time for prank, 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 prank. Oh, Sean. <laughs> I swear you do this just for attention. That's what someone said. It's time for prank calls with Malcolm. And Gertrude. Honey! This is Adam. Hello. Um, I'm not sure who I would talk to about um, possibly having somebody. So my son was on my Instagram and he saw that uh, the video of you or somebody that works there... Um, wearing the chicken suit, and we were just wondering, my husband and I were wondering if we could possibly hire you for a birthday party because he really likes the chickens and he likes the Call of Duty. And I, I know it's weird, and I know that you guys are mostly handling gun-related stuff, but I was just wondering if possibly we could hire you to possibly come to his birthday party. Uh, let me get this right. Uh, you were looking at, I uh, saw a picture on my Instagram of me in a giant rooster outfit and somehow think a 43-year-old man would be a good idea to have a at a birthday party. Absolutely. Dressed as a giant rooster. Absolutely, yes. Um, he, we didn't seek you out. He occasionally jumps on my Instagram and he found you and he found that video where you're in the rooster suit and, um, you know, I mean, it's, it sounds weird, but clowns are adult men. So we figured why not just have you come in the, in the rooster suit. You could bring some uh, guns. Yeah, I, I don't know if that would be possible. We're, uh, I'm in Kansas. Where are you guys out of? Oh, we are in uh, Kansas as well. The... Okay, okay. Uh, oh, is All it... right, no. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't rent myself out to parties um, normally. <laughs> um, that's not quite what we do here. Well, we have a lot um, of money, and we're willing a, to pay uh, whatever it joke costs. I did at a three-gun match in Missouri. Um, and that suit is actually no more because that thing barely made it through six rounds that day in the hot if sun. If you gained weight, it's not really a big deal. We could always replace the suit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you have a, an extra suit because that one is gone. I mean, I don't, that thing got destroyed. I mean, it, it, it reeked. I don't know if you know what a, a 280 pound man in a polyester suit does in the hot <laughs> sun, but mm -hmm. it doesn't smell good after about eight hours. 
Well, where did you get it? I'm sure we could replace it. Walmart, where everybody, every redneck gets their shit. So that's where I got it. <laughs> okay, I'm just confused because, like, what kind of operation are you running exactly? Um, um, no, I mean, you don't even provide your one, own suit. Evidently, it's, it's full of guys in chicken suits. Um, yeah, no, we don't do that. Um, I, I could probably direct you to somebody that would enjoy dressing up as a chicken suit and going to a child's party, but not not this guy. It's not going to happen. So what you're saying, are you t- are you free on the 26th? 26th of? Of this month. It's, uh, it's April, short. No. It's short notice. No, 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 not, not, not available for the 26th of this month. Uh, would I you consider? I, would you consider another suit? I mean, he likes the chickens, but he really likes the Call of Duty. So, if you could just bring your guns, I think that that would probably be suitable enough for him. Which Call of Duty? I don't know. He just I he asked me. He picks them out, and uh, I think Modern Arms. Mo- modern Arms. No, um, I probably won't be able to do that um, either. Uh, we 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 don't rent ourselves out. Uh, okay. Here at, do you have uh, any other chicken Sorry. friends that you could recommend? <laughs> do what? Do you have any other chicken friends that you could recommend? <sighs> I got a few friends that really like chickens, but uh, I don't know if they would dress up and uh, and act a fool or, or a clownish at a party for at all. So. Okay. Okay, Maybe a guy well, named Josh. I, okay, I'm going to go... Um, I got a guy named back. Chad. Chad Francis. He would probably be big on that. Okay, um, maybe can I have his phone? I can get you his phone number. Okay, perfect. Yeah, um, I'd have to go look it up and send it to you. Is this a cell phone number I could text it to you? Yes, perfect. Okay, yeah, I could do that. Otherwise, I'm going to be inundated with Google searches all day. Yeah, yeah, men yeah. In chicken yeah. Suits. Um, yeah okay. You might want to watch out what you search for when you search for chickens too. So uh, learn that the one the hard way. <laughs> oh, okay, sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. All right. <laughs> so that was like the worst prank call ever. <laughs> it actually made me laugh. So uh, I think a, you needed to drink more. <laughs> oh no, we did this this morning. I didn't even have coffee. Yeah. We did it in such a hurry because I was like, we don't have any other prank calls. Um, the one of our listeners he wrote us and asked if we would prank call his friend who listens to the show so i'm pretty sure he knew <laughs> that so i i normally do it in my long island jewish accent but uh you know i had to disguise my voice which was horrible because i <laughs> ended up doing like all these different accents yeah, and you kept losing the accent i was, was all so oh, funny. oh she's british <laughs> nope 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 long island <laughs> uh it was horrible but uh so yeah, I think towards the end he was like, "Okay, I'm getting pranked." Life is not easy uh, being professional prank callers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's actually talk about some gear, and this is something that John will definitely have uh, some input on. Tactic talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it, hate it, find out now. So when we decided to talk about the Polymer 80, we didn't realize that you were now a new employee. Congratulations. (laughs) On the new job. (laughs) And uh, we didn't realize that they sponsored you. So it actually kind of works out perfectly. So they're they're great guys. Yeah, they really are. Oh, Sean and I, we we both... uh, Actually, no, it was me. Sean did not receive. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It was me. All right. I've got like five Polymer 80 frames. So let's let's not even play that game. Did you build it out? Uh, we just built the first one. I haven't built uh, out my other ones yet. Yeah. And so I received the frame and the slide from them. And then I used uh, a Faxon Firearms barrel, the colorful, like, unicorn-looking one. Yep. 
And uh, then I used True Glow, True Glow sites from Brownells, and then the internals were from Long Wolf, which were also L- from Lone, Brownells. Lone Wolf, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I have Long Wolf. Lone Wolf. Okay, thank you for correcting that. No problem. So, yeah, building it. Um, I've built ARs before, but assembling a handgun is definitely different. It gives you... It gives you a lot of insight as to, obviously, the internals that you didn't realize kind of go together. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a learning experience. There was there was a few times we laughed, we cried. Um, we, we argued, we fought. Yeah. Did anything get thrown? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Which one off. did you guys get? The 19 or the full size? The full size. Yeah, I, I prefer a full size. Yeah, yeah, same. I, I, I always prefer a big two. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Except we, for Sean when he's getting pegged. No, I'm whoa. <laughs> that just what went the dark. Fuck? <laughs> I've always wanted to say that on the show. <laughs> wow, that's terrifying. So, how long did it take you? Uh, a to, few hours. Yeah, it, it did. So uh, the frame took maybe, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes, something like that. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about of right. actual work time. And then uh, we'd never done. It was mostly. So because YouTube took, you know, where a lot of people are taking down their videos on how to assemble. Uh, it was tough because we had to read the directions and it was just a little confusing at times. Yeah. I mean, it, I was, I was surprised by two things. A, that it was pretty simple once you actually know what you're doing and B that there's not that many parts to put a Glock together. Um, I think there's like 30, 30 parts in a Glock. Or yeah. Something like that. yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's not a lot of parts. Yeah. Pretty dang simple. And so you're looking at the written directions, kind of trying to figure out, Oh, does the spring go, does the top of the spring go over here or do, does it go underneath or something like that? And did you guys use a polymer 80 trigger? Uh, no, we used uh, apex. Yeah. Okay, it's a good trigger too. Yeah, they, Poly 80 makes their own trigger now as well. I don't oh, think well, I knew they it. didn't send us one. Yeah, I don't think I knew that. Huh. So we've got we're we're gonna see them at the NRA show. They said that they had something for us in their booth. So maybe maybe it's a trigger. <laughs> it, it better not be pegging. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sean, you're no fun. I know. So tell us about how did when was your first polymer 80? You talking about me? Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess it was about a year ago. Um, they, they sent me a polymer 80. I, I sent it immediately to someone else to have it serialized. I actually had it serialized before and, and, and registered before I made it and I figured if I made a mistake, I just have them destroy it. Um, and then I <clears throat> took me like 20 minutes with a Dremel and I put it all together and thing runs great. How long did it take you your first time? Um, 20 minutes to do the frame and it really only takes me five minutes to reassemble a Glock, but I have a lot of experience with that. Okay. So it took <laughs> us like two hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I know where everything goes. Yeah. I actually had no idea. I mean, honestly, like I own quite a few Glocks, but I only yeah, take them apart to clean it. Yeah. I'm not doing like an entire, you know. Yeah. Not a detail strip, just yeah, a field strip. Exactly. Yep. Yep. No, I, I know. Yeah. It could be a little tricky. Uh, so I, yeah, I took it down, put it together, and then um, I, sh- I started shooting steel matches with it, and the thing runs great. Like I, I have no misfeeds. I, I just had no issues with it. So I told Alex, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll we'll send you a bunch of them. Just uh, just keep shooting our stuff." That's, that's who we talk to is Alex. Yeah, Alex is our guy. Yeah, yeah. God, it's such a small world. <laughs> what internals do you use? Um, so I use their trigger, the Polymer 80 trigger. Um, they they actually supplied all the parts for me. So whatever hmm. whatever it is that they have on their website, 
That's, you know, because I have other parts and I wanted to shoot it. I actually did shoot it the first time as a, a Glock 35. So I used my own upper, uh, which is a 40 cal with a little bit of a longer, um, longer barrel, longer slide. And then um, once they made me an employee, I'm like, well, I'll just shoot whatever it is that you guys are building. You know, this way it's all polymer 80 parts. So I have the polymer 80 slide, the polymer 80, but everything that they, they have on their site is how my gun was built. Wow. And they, I think they push Ameriglow sites which is, uh, they're one of my sponsors as well. So I, I, I always use Ameriglow. I'm just used to them. Mm-hmm. Nice. They're um, nice sites. What's that? I said they're nice sites. Uh, yeah. We saw them on a little shot show when they had um on their guns at mm-hmm. uh, the Palm Ready booth. Yep. Yep. I, I've always used them. I mean, even before I was sponsored, they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're like 20 bucks on, on uh, Amazon for front sites. And, you know, you go through, I go through front sites. They, they fall off. I knock them off. You know, you just guns are getting banged around, so uh, they work and they're cheap. Hmm. Yeah, good stuff. I, I do like polymer eighty. It was actually fun. It was surprisingly simple once you knew kind of what direction everything. Actually, went. the biggest issue that we had was getting that stupid pin in the frame. Do you remember yeah, that? that? Could be an issue. You gotta you gotta kind of mess yeah. around with the drill. So so you put the drill back in and kind of give it a wiggle. And that's eventually what we did but it was like you didn't want to make a mistake so right. you were you know I actually used a round file because I was like I can always take oh, more off I can't mm-hmm. put more back in yeah yep that's a great idea yeah so it, it, that was the the pin at the back of the frame I believe was that the one that mm-hmm. was really difficult for yeah. us that the locking block or whatever or and no. I figured out what a dremel is and I used one for the first time <laughs> it's, it's hard to make a mistake I mean because they give you the whole uh, that 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 red piece, well, I'm trying to draw. Oh, uh, that jig. Yeah. The jig. Yeah. They have a whole jig for it. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you could make a mistake, but they really take a lot of the error out yeah. with that jig. Yeah. And I think the first one they sent me, it had a different jig, like their, their first model. The second one, the, the new one that they're doing now, the V2, whatever it is, man, that thing, it's like impossible to make a mistake. They, they really set you up for success. So now that we're pros, we should just talk shop. Like, so for us, we, we clipped off those little uh, slide area with uh, some snips and then used a sanding, a dr- sanding drum to, to go down. What, what, what tools and techniques do you use? So you're talking about the part for the barrel? Uh, no, no the along frame. the slide, the, the little tabs that you have to sand off or take off. Uh, I just hit them with uh, the disc part of a Dremel. Mm, okay. Dang. I put that little disc attachment The cutting just- disc. Yeah, the cutting just zapped it right off. Man, well, our That's next build, we are going to, we might have to just like video call you and, you know, in case we have yeah. any issues. We had nobody to turn to. No, we I were actually, all alone. I think Alex has, uh, Paul Moravi has uh, some some stuff on their website, some videos. Yeah, they do. We watch, we watch some of them, but like who has time for that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like who who really reads the directions when you buy something, you know? And yet you still had two hours to get okay. together. Th- that'll do, Lacey. How long did yours take? Say, Never. Okay. Well, look at that. I'm just thinking logically over here. Maybe I should have been in the room with you. Perhaps, yeah. It was late at night. We were, you know, anxious. There may or may not have been a few drinks. I'm half I had a Dremel in my hand. I was terrified. <laughs> I was going to say, Sean, did you run? I did. But. I did. It's so cool when you go to the range and you're like, yeah, I built my own gun. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, you know, what was hilarious is I put it on my Instagram and one guy, it, his name was like heavily armed chef. And he's like, women aren't supposed to put guns together. And I, he may have been joking. And I was like, yeah, well, men aren't supposed to cook, but go make me a fucking sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> 
she talks about that all the time. It was like her best diss ever. I don't talk about it all the time. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was pretty funny. But it, people were like, you you built that? So it was a proud moment. Sean did help. It, it is was, like an accomplishment, though. It's pretty cool to go there and be like, yeah, I built my own gun. Yeah. Yeah. Although, can we just say, I used to think that people who put their guns together, who would use like the polymer 80, they were doing it to save money. But it is not. No. We could have bought like probably three. A Glock and a half, at least. At least. I was I was going to say three uh, Glocks. So, so the cost, if you go to, there's websites where, where you can buy, you know, a package deal. I don't know if, if polymer 80 has it, but it's, a, it's between seven and 800 bucks. Yeah. Build your own poly 80 with all, all the parts. Which is um, expensive. Yours was way more expensive because you have some upgrades. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, but and. If you just wanted the stock parts, you're looking at like seven, 800 where, where a Glock is probably like six fifty seven hundred. Um, Unless you have an FFL. <laughs> yeah. So there's a few differences, right? Besides not having the FFL and the serial numbers, that's not always an advantage to everyone. Like mm-hmm. for me, that's not an advantage at all. Um, the advantage is the grip angle is nicer than a Glock grip angle. Mm-hmm. And they, they add some, they have a different polymer than Glock. It's a, it like has fiberglass in it, but it doesn't have as much give and, and it's definitely a stronger, more dense plastic. So, so it has no give to it. And I, that's really what I like about it is the grip angle has a nice beaver tail on it. So you don't get cut and, and the gun is just sturdier than a Glock. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of like it. it. It really uh, gave me the fever to make some more. Yeah. Agree. And I and will I say get a blank one and stipple it. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to do that. I've seen so many horrible <laughs> right. simple jobs. Like even people that do it for a living, Sean is always showing me like, well, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I don't like it. Yeah. There's so many stippling jobs out there that I'm just like, ugh, they're not. And I'm like OCD, so it would drive me nuts, yeah. honestly. I really like the uh, the laser stippling that people are doing now. Oh, I know. It's awesome. so nice. That is that's nice and consistent. It looks great. Yep, agreed. So I do want to thank Brownells and uh, Polymer Eighty for the, for and, the parts to put that together Faxon. and facts and firearms. Yeah, thank you guys for all of that. So I say it was expensive, but it really wasn't. No, it cost us zero dollars. Yeah. Think. So thank you guys for that. Yep. All P- right. Pretty cool stuff. All right. So hey, uh, let me play some music so you can say the next thing. Lacey. It's your time to shine. Oh, man. Yep, that's right. Wake up, girl. Drink that coffee. Do what you got to do because this is your time. I don't have any coffee. Uh, Oh, sorry. We forgot to bring you some. I drink all all the water. Gun Funny does not supply coffee. Sorry. We we didn't forget. We said, should we get lacy coffee? And we're like, nah. "Nah." (laughs) I would have said no anyway, so it's okay. (laughs) All right. So the first review is five stars. Mid America Prep. It says awesome exclamation point. Great informative show worthy of listening and following. Exclamation mark. Point. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Mid America Prep. We appreciate it. And next is five stars in mod worth a listen. Like the title says, excellent podcast. Very informative. You could be a better human baby listening to this show. I agree. (laughs) Do you? Okay, then maybe you can explain to me what that means. (laughs) Because I read it six times. I don't know if it's a diss or a compliment or... It's a compliment. I mean, it's five stars, so whatever, we'll take it. We'll call it a compli-diss and we'll just move on with life. Okay. Thank you, NMOD. We truly appreciate that. And guys, I guess that brings us to the time where we just start to wrap this thing up. Ava. (laughs) I was like, did you fall asleep? (laughs) No, I was like, what is that music? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. 
in the oh, show notes, much better. it says music. So I play music. Yeah. That was much better. All right. So, guys, if you want to find us, we are at gunfunny.com. We're on all of the social media, iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, check out our store on GunFunny. We yeah. recently put some new shirts up there. They're pretty cool. Yeah. We also are selling patches now. Yeah. Um, but if you can't get enough of us, become a Patreon. We uh, we actually just had a few new people join our Patreon group. We're always having a lot of fun on our Patreon-only Facebook page. But depending on your level of donation, you can get access to our monthly raffle, um, you know, exclusive limited edition t-shirts, shout-out on the show, and even an opportunity to be a guest on the show. And that brings me to our $25 Patreon. So that prank call that you heard earlier, that was we prank called Adam Balzar. Balthazar? Adam Balthazar. <laughs> and I must say that I really like that name very much. Uh, he owns uh, Charger Arms on Instagram. So two, uh, he just recently became a patron, and that's why we figured we would prank call him as well. Yep. It would be a great intro. And who else is our Patreon or $25 Patreon? Corbin Bonafide. Thank you, Corbin. He's been with us for a little while now. Exactly. Yeah, thank, absolutely. Thank you. I thank feel you like for he's not been leaving there us. from the beginning. I know. Yeah. I kind of feel like that too. Aw. Aw, thanks, Corbin, for not leaving us. Yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, king of the Patreons is still Cooper Custom Kydex. Yep, and you, uh, if you search for Cooper Custom Kydex and use coupon code GUNFUNNY2018, it'll give you 15% off their stuff. And look, you could be king of the Patreons. All you have to do is outbid him. Whoever's the top gets uh, gets their name read, their company, a tagline, whatever you want. And it's all very easy. Go to patreon.com slash gunfunny. And uh, that that's where you sign up and do all the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Same um, here. Same here. It's good stuff. Thank you for being a rational gun owner. Well, you're not really a gun owner right now, but thank you for being so rational <laughs> wow. and fighting the fight. <laughs> Just t- stick Ow. the knife in and turn it, why don't you? Yeah, Goodness. That's tough crowd. <laughs> that's, that's mean. I apologize for Ava's behavior. <laughs> I need more coffee. <laughs> it's hot in here. <laughs> Ooh. No, but really, thank you so much. Um, I mean, you're really doing, you know, all the other gun owners out there a huge favor. And I appreciate you taking the time and effort. And uh, again, if people want to go to your, if they want to pledge your GoFundMe, what is that again? You can. Through my Instagram, which is uh, John Napolitano. Uh, it's J O H N N A P O L I T A N O. All right. Awesome. So, guys, if you can, if you have a few extra dollars, definitely go and pledge. Because um, it is, I mean, it's going to cost some money. Any sort of legal issues are definitely, they're expensive. Yeah, but. for sure. But seriously, I mean, don't just think that this won't happen to you because it will happen to you. I Eventually. live in Colorado, the wild west. <laughs> and we've got 15 round mag extensions because of dickheads who moved here from California and took yeah. over Denver and Fort Collins and Boulder. Boulder. These tiny little specks of blue in our electorate map, but because of clever gerrymandering, now we've got 15 round mag mag limits and it's stupid and it will happen to you no matter how free your state is. So uh, I always recommend to support stuff like this because it is important and they and other states do look at New York and California uh, when they decide what kind of legislation will work. And, you know, when this stuff happens there, it will happen elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Thank you, John. We appreciate it. We'll we'll talk Thanks, to you guys. soon. Please uh, keep us updated, and if we can do anything, just let us know. Absolutely. 
All right, Ava, you got anything clever to say before we close this out? Uh, let's go to the gym. Yes. I said clever. I've been waiting for that for an hour now. <laughs> this is bullshit. You know people are going to expect to see me looking skinny now that I'm <laughs> all this gym Want to talk. send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I uh, how do 